Hello, everybody. This is 88.7 WRCU FM New Brunswick, and you are listening to Brunch Break with Nala and Prithigna. What's up, guys? And Prithigna has a different voice because she lost it, but honestly, I'm really feeling it. I told, I told Nala... It's so raspy now. You know that episode in Friends where Phoebe Buffay loses her voice? I love it. And she keeps asking Mana to get her sick. That's where I'm at right now. Um, so this is episode number four, and you're listening to Alone But Not Lonely. And a little anecdote about this episode. I was I was in Barnes & Noble. Um, I was just going to get a cup of coffee for my internship, and I stopped by like this book section in front of the Starbucks Um and it had all these self hair, like not self hair, self care kind of books. Like <laughs> it had Mark Manson's, um, I think that's his name, um, "The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Bleep," and his <laughs> next book, and all those kind of um, self help books. And there's one called um, "How to Be Alone." What is it? Do you have the title? I I really don't know where the title is. I'll find it and then um, share it. Okay, so it's basically like how to be alone, even if when you don't want to be alone. And I kind of just was dumbfounded. I was like, oh, do we really need a book on this? Are we really? Is that really where we're at now, society? Like, we need a book on how to be alone and take time for ourselves and not be dependent on everyone. And when I posted that on my Instagram story, someone came at me in my DMs. And he, they were like, yeah, dot, 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 now more than ever. And that kind of opened up a new topic and a, and a conversation for something deeper and something bigger and it kind of opened my eyes. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm just looking at this in my perspective and even Nala's perspective where we were kind of born being not, like kind of independent. You know, we didn't we were born with that sense of awareness where we're both OK with being alone, but also, you know, take time for other people, too. But I didn't realize that it's a, quite an epidemic, especially in this digital age for other, you know, millennials, Gen Zers and just people in general who are kind of you know, having all these distractions on top of social media, distractions on top of, you know, um, just any any distraction. You can call it family, you can call it friends, you can call it Instagram, whatever it is. <laughs> I didn't realize people actually struggled with this. Um, even like successful people, influencers, the people that you think are the happiest or the most accomplished in life. So it kind of really opened my eyes and I realized I was kind of an ignorant, um, sardonic thought to have the fact that, oh, shouldn't this be, you know, a norm? But... When I posted on my Instagram, um, I, it kind of, again, opened up room for discussion. And a lot of people, a lot of my followers, a lot of people I call really close friends answered. And I really liked reading through all of their um, responses. So I'm, I think I'm just going to read through some of them I got. Um, it's it's a lot, but honestly, it's it's fulfilling. It was like an eye opener. I think let's read through one or two. Yeah, one or talk two. talk about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we'll no. go definitely we'll worth it. it i think when you share um those type of discoveries that you make in those interests For even sure. if it comes it stems from somebody like ripping you a new one from the beginning you yeah. end up learning so much exactly. about other people yeah and how you said in this digital age very so often we think that everybody has it so put together so we i'm sure that yeah. reading something like yeah. that is a lot of people could benefit from it so i'm gonna read the first one the one that kind of opened my eyes i said expound please and they were like there is an attention crisis, attention we pay to each other and ourselves. Without knowing it, it's our most valuable asset since it affects pretty much everything we do. And yet a lot of our own attention isn't even owned by us as much. Everything in that brain picture, he's talking to um, the cover of the book, How to Be Alone, because it shows a brain filled with, you know, filled with all these distractions, segmented. Um, social media, lights, colors, are, there are distractions everywhere. Time spent, some 
is time spent, some is meditative, and a lot of people don't know how to come to terms with it. People are uncomfortable with being alone. So yes, I think it is important for people to make an investment in spending time with themselves sooner rather than later. So when I unpacked this, I was... I was like kind of taken aback. I was like, yes, I guess we do have an attention crisis. I didn't really think that um, social media was that much of a distraction just because, again, I'm, I'm going to keep using me and Nolan as an example because we both know that social media is just, you know, the highlights of our lives. We both don't know what's going on in each other's lives just through social media because there's a lot going on that's far from pretty, that's far from um, positive and, you know, bright. So, I, 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 what do you think? I do think there's an attention crisis. I like the way they put it, that um, there's distractions everywhere, lights, colors, even the good things, even the bad things. So it it, it kind of stemmed from, or it, it was rooted in what I asked. I'm like, do we really need this book? And again, it kind of opened up a larger discussion about how to be alone and what are some, what are some valid um, ways to be alone? What are some good good routines and how do we do that and it's easier said than done i think nala i think that the first step to being okay with being alone is recognizing those distractions it's, it's different kind of, for everybody you yeah know? kind of like knowing that you have a drinking problem yeah. you have to admit that you have a drinking problem <laughs> like ooh, i spent a little too time too much time on instagram like i'm bugging out like, yeah you know for sure that i think the first step is when you finally get a chance to sit down and and reflect and that means like you finished your homework you finished you know you're chilling you're finally in your on your own what is that thing that you're craving that may not be healthy what is that thing that that you need so badly what is that thing that you can't get off of even if you're not benefiting from it mm -hmm. so knowing those distractions knowing what it is that kind of stops you from focusing on you is definitely an important initial step into being okay with being comfortable or being comfortable with being alone and being okay with not always being surrounded by those distractions, whether it be lights, you know, yeah. that, that is something that people could be attracted to a little bit too much. Um, social media is one of the obvious ones. Ob so obvious. Yeah. Um, being in a group of friends. I know that if yeah. you kind of grow up in, in that popular crew or even that, if you just grow a up bubble. in a little bubble with your friends, just knowing how to step out of that. Being alone, I think, in a sense also, is about learning how to step out of your comfort exactly. zone. To be alone, I don't think necessarily means to always be physically alone. Yeah. But how about traveling? Travel by yourself and meet people. You're not alone the entire time. Obviously, you're meeting people, you're gaining all of these new experiences. But again, that sense of, you took the initiative to do something by yourself. Boom, exactly. you started something alone. And now you're continuing an experience through pursuing something that you began alone, I think is very essential in that comfort comfortability. Yeah, and again, as um, one of my you know commentators said, you have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. There's no other way to do it except getting out of your comfort zone, getting out of that bubble. And you know, Part of that distraction, um, social media is an obvious one, but some other like non-obvious ones are probably routine. Routine, scheduling, constantly on the go, constantly, or it could be the complete opposite where you're just going with the flow, going with the wave, going with people um, and everything. I don't know what's up. 
So Prithigna is going to queue up a song while oh, I kind of go God. on a little rant right now. <laughs> go for it. <laughs> um, and I obviously need to get a little better at signaling. My, I think my nonverbals are disgustingly terrible. That wasn't even nonverbal. That was straight up whisper. <laughs> and I didn't want, I can't do two things at once, especially on air. I can do two things at once anytime after the station. But for some reason, when I come on, come to the station, I just am only a one thing <laughs> One oh thing God, doer I girl. It. I don't even know how to well, say that. Technically, my photojournalism professor was kind of elaborating on this. You're never really doing two things at once. You're kind of just hip hopping from something every other little millisecond. But that's besides the point. Um, so I think that during this episode, we're going to go through Prithina has some amazing points that we're gonna bring up, you know, just to kind of tie this to a little to some articles, some scientific facts, you know, being alone, but not being lonely is it's not a new topic it's something that people have been studying for ages we're going to talk about the benefits of being alone but also what are the positives and the negatives of being alone we are going to talk about um what it is to be alone how can you be alone you know that i just said that um I totally lost my train of thought again. Oh, um, different <laughs> different forms of being alone. Yeah. You know, being physically alone isn't always the only form of being alone. Exactly. So we're going to get into that. Yeah. Um, there's a couple questions that we asked, a couple yeah. comments we're going to read. Yeah, we have a lot to unpack. This is a very, you know, it, it's a very generic do- topic, but I think it can resonate with everybody in all aspects of their life, relationships. And I think, um, yeah, we're excited to get into it and we're excited to see what everyone has to say. So here are some songs that will hopefully ignite some uh, self-care, some self-love kind of a vibe. So enjoy. We are back. It's Tuesday. It's currently 2.21 over here in New Brunswick, and it is a beautiful day outside. So Ooh, a little weather flex in there. A little weather flex, so let's just get right back into it. So, Prithigna. Yes. <sighs> All this deep sigh I'm here There's for. All- <laughs> I think the first thing that we should talk about is an introvert versus an extrovert, because the first thing that you should know about yourself in terms of learning what you like and you don't like mm-hmm. and who you want to be around and who you don't want to be around is how much can you handle what do you like what are your desires so obviously for those that don't know an introvert is more somebody who likes to be inside to themselves with their close-knit circle and an extrovert is somebody who loves to be outside they're with the crowd they're typically libras mm, which okay. by the way libra season started yesterday um and then there's a really fun few of us that fall right in between. Right. And nobody ever talks about that. Um, There's... Okay, go for it. I know you have something to say. Okay. Because uh, you could have spoken. Um, I think that <laughs> when you fall in between, you're the type of person who obviously enjoys being out, but you also have a short social battery. And that's something to know. Like, when is it... Like, for example, me. Yeah. I love being outside. I love chilling with people. But also, like, I know when my battery is out. I know when it's time for me to go. Yeah. And that's important to know when your limits and know when you have those limits so that you know when to go so that you're not the Debbie Downer of the group so that you're not being passive. Yeah. And so that you could actually get a good experience out of that. And, you're, you know, like, if you stick around, if the party ends, it starts letting you're having fun and then you don't want to be there anymore. And instead of taking an Uber home, you stick around. Yeah. You're going to end up thinking, like, damn, it was a terrible night. I'm so upset I did that. So 
I love this because what you said about when you're in the middle, you like there's two. I feel like there's two personalities when you fall in the middle of being an introvert and an extrovert. So hear me out. You say when you have when you kind of get burnt out, you kind of just burnt out. Yeah, that's one type, I think. Then the second type, I think it's more along my lines where you keep pushing, you manic. keep pushing, man, like manic, like you keep pushing and pushing, making it work. And you kind of make yourself think it's working when the world It's kind of like that meme where the little dog is like in a fire and he's like, everything's OK. <laughs> yeah. Everything is fine. That is me 24 seven. Like, I don't even know I'm pushing myself until people have to have an intervention with me <laughs> that oh tells God. me uh, that tells me I need to take time for myself. So I think there's two types within um, being half introvert, half extrovert. You kind of are too accommodating or you burn out. And both lead to so many bad things for yourself. So I think it's good to find a healthy dose of balance. Something in between. Get at your center. Do some meditating. Do something. But yeah, I think... And I think also realizing that you may fall in the middle but that's not everybody exactly some people are very introvert and some people are very extrovert and so respecting that respecting how people like to separate their time i know that sometimes it's really easy to get frustrated if you're super extrovert and you love going out and your alone time is your time with your friends like your time to chill is that but your friends don't really want to go out yeah. or the opposite you want to be in but your friends rather go out all the time yeah understanding that everybody wants to have their time spent mm-hmm. differently i think is also really essential step in being okay with being alone yeah. because sometimes when you're alone it's not by choice yeah and so it could often get so frustrating when your friends most are like, of the nah. time when you're alone it's not by choice Facts. that's something we'll get into <laughs> how to how to make your alone time a choice Facts. because you're pushed into these situations i think we're so we're like breeded almost to always have somebody to find somebody especially women I, I heard the stand-up comedian say, you know, girls were raised to find somebody and men were raised to be somebody. And I think that was such, like, it hit home because I'm like, wait, that's so right. I feel like we are constantly trying to depend on other people. Um, that's why we have this movement. We have this third-wave feminist movement where self-care, self-love independence but also knowing when to depend on somebody because you're going to burn out i think that's just as healthy you can't be too much of everything and i firmly believe in that um so amen to that (laughs) so digressing time when we talked about time and managing time time is money and you know if you listen to our previous money episode we got into actual money but this is something a little less tangible time is so important to everybody you have to value everyone's time and somebody's priorities might not add up with yours and that's okay and if you're alone forced to be alone get a hobby get some passions because (laughs) that really should burn to perspective that you need a better life for yourself for a fact and sorry my voice is almost gone but um i think we can also touch base you know moving into further just giving a little tease on um like our parents you know when when your parents get married too young this is a very specific example they never had time to be on their own. They never had time to figure out what they wanted to do. So all they know is being a mother. All they know is being a father. So when they have empty nest syndrome or when they're 
out of, um, you know, their kids' lives, what are they going to do? They fall into, like, this sad, lonely life, and you're it, it's kind of worrisome. It's like, Ma, go find a hobby. Go find another job that you love. But they don't even know what that is because they were tasked with survival mode, not, like, self-discovery. Like, we have the privilege. Us millennials, us Gen Zers, we have the privilege of having time alone by choice. And that's, that's... something that is so hard to you know, realize because it's something we take for granted. I know something I took for granted until literally the second. I think also because a lot of the times when people have time alone, I don't think they realize that that time is your them, time. Your time. Grow. It's, you know, like especially yeah. let's say college culture, for example, mm-hmm. you always have this assign these assignments hanging over your head. And so when you are alone, you never, like, you don't feel like you're alone. You kind of feel like those loans are dangling over, like, girl, make sure that you get this A. Oh, because, my God, yeah. Get you know this what done. I mean? Do this homework. Yeah, too. like, you're always on the run. You're yeah. You're always feeling so pressured to get so much Guil- done that, yeah. yeah, that you feel guilty exactly. for having that time alone. And so, yeah. like you said, being aware that you do have the advantage of being alone, that that is a privilege to actually have time to be alone. Not a lot of people have that. Yeah, and I think college is such a great, don't waste these four years on not being alone because you're meant to grow. You're going to learn so much about yourself in these four years. And again, as you said, Nala, like it's important. You don't realize that you are taking this for granted. You feel guilty. And that's something I felt too. I love Netflix. I'm a movie buff. I used to watch my alone time my routine, my self-love routine, whatever. It was watching romantic comedies every night last year and the year before. But recently I've gotten to the point where I've been so busy I feel guilty if I even take time to watch a Netflix episode or I feel like, oh, I'll put this off for later when I'm in the mood. You know, you're kind of forcing yourself to kind of put everything off just because, oh, I have to do this reading assignment. Oh, I have to meet up with a friend. I might never see her again. You're going to see her again <laughs> probably tomorrow. <laughs> Everything's fine. The world is not ending. So it's this like self-inflicted guilt that you put on yourself constantly, especially in college culture. So because everything is going, I love that you pointed out that it's self-inflicted. Yeah, because a lot of the times, even for me personally, I, I do it to myself. Like everybody's, granted, (laughs) like I have a reason to stress, but I'm sure that. I can minimize it to an extent. And yeah. so it is a lot of times self-inflicting. You do it to yourself. Exactly. So I've read, this is going to bring up another self-help book I'm currently reading. I have not had the time to because I feel guilty that I'm taking time to read. <laughs> uh, it's, again, Mark Manson's The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Bleep. Um, you know the actual name. Everyone does. Uh, if not, just look it up. Not giving a fudge, chocolate fudge. Chocolate fudge. I'm hungry now. Um, it, <laughs> he said you can. there's a lot of problems. Life is all about having problems and stress. It's about picking which problems you want to make less of a problem, minimizing those problems, which ones are important. So I, I like that you said that um, everyone's busy, but take so, time. I think with that being said, we could also point out the different forms of being alone. Oh, for sure. So one thing that you pointed out that I thought was really interesting <laughs> when we were talking about this off air was don't just go off the grid. If you're going to be alone because you need to take your time, yeah. say that. And if you're go- going to be alone in the sense of like, okay, I'm going to cut off this this particular group of people or whatever the case may be, say something. Communicate yeah. that you're going to be alone yeah. so that people could understand. Not so that you could get pity, but so that they could understand where you're coming from yeah. so that they could respect that you need time because I think, and not overstep their boundaries. Yeah, um, I wanted to say this really good quick point because... I feel like in this culture, in this era, uh, as millennials, as Gen Zers, I'm going to keep using those words because they're hot words. Um, And honestly, we're succumbing to this 
kind of era. So basically, um, we are entitled to our feelings. We just think we can cut people off and not give any sense of validation or a sense of um, accommodation to anyone around us that we genuinely care for. We're like, okay, self. this is the type of self-care we, we're not promoting here. We're not saying, oh, I need self-care, so I'm going to cut everyone off without any kind of um, any kind of comment. Like, that's just kind of entitlement speaking. You know, you're everyone's going through things. The least you could do is give a heads up to people that you care about or people that care about you. So with that being said, again, I feel like this generation is very entitled to their feelings, that they matter more than anybody else and their problems are a little bit more worse than everybody else's. Like, that needs to be kind of canceled, you know? So, again, it's it's that idea of giving a heads up. And if you're going to go off the grid, tell a few people that you really want to tell. You don't have to tell the world, but just tell a few people. Now, in terms of ghosting, because obviously... <laughs> it, no, because on the... Yeah. On the other hand, you also don't need to explain yourself to everybody. You don't... Exactly, so in terms that's what of, I said. Yeah, so, like, in terms of ghosting, though, is how do you deal with that? Like, how do you avoid the guilt of being alone when you cut somebody off in that form? Well, who are you ghosting? Someone you care about or just some random person you met on a dating app or someone you met on the streets? You know, a friend or an acquaintance or someone that you have in class. It depends on the the relationship and the value you place and the value they place on your relationship. So I think it just depends on that. And, you know, ghosting, haunting, (laughs) stalking stories, I think that's a topic that we can really delve into when we talk about social media and stuff like that and, you know, the digital digital era, the Facebook era. But it's important to realize that that's not all that is. And again, it's a sense of entitlement, you know, always try to explain and be honest with the people that you're trying to cut. I mean, you want to cut them, go cut them, but don't feel guilty about it. Not physically. Yeah. Don't don't cut anybody physically, but don't feel guilty about it if you're going to cut them without any validation for them. So Um, now I also kind of wanted to get into the benefits of being alone. So obviously one of them being that you could get away from toxic people and the people that you don't think benefit you in whatever way, shape, or form. Also being able to sit down, self-reflect, learn about yourself, mm-hmm. knowing your habits, the good ones and the bad ones. You know, when you when you have that time alone, like I said, and you, you find yourself picking up the phone so often or whatever the case is, you know what your good and your bad habits are. Um Another benefit that I think is super essential is that you have space to make mistakes without disappointing anybody or hurting anybody's feelings or Mm -hmm. affecting somebody else's well-being or productivity or whatever the case is. I think that when you take time to be alone, you leave less room for your mistakes to have collateral damage, Mm -hmm. um, which is so important. Um, But what do you think? Are there any other benefits that... Like benefits of what? Being alone? Of being alone. Yeah, I think the benefits of being alone and you're you're self-aware. You're kind of exposed to the bigger picture of your life. You're not, I think distractions are easily the same thing as escapes. So you're not using escapes as a way to, you know, kind of have a less stressful life. I think, again, it's that idea of being comfortable with being uncomfortable. If you're uncomfortable with being alone, then keep being uncomfortable until you get comfortable. Um and that's how you're going to grow as a person. That's how you're going to kind of have these revelations, these epiphanies about what's going on really in your life, whether it's positive or whether it's negative. I think 
obviously that you can't have too much of everything as I keep saying. So we can go to the negatives. Um, yeah. Of being alone again. If you're too alone, are you socially awkward or did you, you forget how you, to be social? Because yeah. that's po- definitely possible and something that we've been dealing with a yeah. lot in society. Yeah. Um. And, you know, in a society that we're so connected, we are just as disconnected. So, um. Yeah. I think some of the negatives are probably just not realizing that you have to kind of be a communicator. <laughs> Does that make sense? <laughs> of course it does. Of course it does. Um, for Thigna just whisper. I heard you. She's like, what is going on? What is going on is that we're going to be taking a little break and then we're going to come back and really get into the negatives, dive deep a little bit more. And we'll also get into how to deal with that. Yeah. Relationships. What are these different methods that you can and cannot take? What are the routes that yeah. are beneficial or not beneficial towards being alone? That was such a awkward little... No, you killed it. <laughs> I think you really... You don't have to bring it back. <laughs> now you get to remind All right, people. Cool. Um, so yeah, with that being said, again, everybody, this is 88.7 WRCUFM New Brunswick, and we are going to play Rockstar 101 by the one, the only, Rihanna. And we are back. Um, I just wanted to plug in the past two songs, or the past three songs. Um, what was it? Young Hearts Run Free uh, by Ralph and Young Hearts Run Free by Cindy called someone. Someone. You'll find out. <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, shout out to Nala's mom, Rosemary, who thinks I'm not here <laughs> because of my voice. <laughs> I, I just lost it. it. It's it's not two Nala's talking. I don't know. I've been listening to us over these headphones. I have them on ultra loud. Cause Wait, you sound like you're sick all the time, Ben. You yeah. just have that raspy voice. I just literally sound so, like a man. The, no, no, no. It's really, it's really <laughs> sexy. I think you just, this is my favorite voice of all time. Ask anybody who knows that when I get sick. I just want to be Perthigna texts me last night. She's like, I don't ever want, like, cough in my face. I don't ever want this <laughs> cold to go away. Like, I love it. I know. I'm like, girl, what? I'm just that type of person. Like, it, I'm not even sick. It's just my voice is it's gone. It's just your voice is gone. Yeah, because yeah. I was even thinking to myself, you're not caught. You literally was just too lit. Yeah. And, oh, okay. I mean, I was getting over a cold. <laughs> Let's not say that on air. <laughs> Let's not expose me like that. Every time I go out, even if I'm not, like, crazy lit, I scream. I lose my voice. I, I don't know. It. Even if I'm not screaming, I love it. I like it's great. This voice was like a godsend. Do you talk to yourself when you're alone? I've been singing to my roommates, Frank Sinatra, nonstop. I love it. Like deep tenor voices. I so. love it. But we are back. On the first song that you listened to was "Lonely" by Tyler the Creator and Jaden Smith. Yes, correct. And again, this is 88.7 WRCU FM New Brunswick. In case you forgot. <laughs> yep, Brunch Break with Nalan Prithigna, episode four, titled Lonely But Not Alone. Right? Alone, no, alone but, but Not, not Lonely. lonely. <laughs> I was like, that's I wanted, not rolling off my tongue, and that sounds I ratchet. Know. I, I want to cut you off, and I kind of want to see how far you'll go. <laughs> yeah. And as I'm saying that, I'm like, mm. so. But <laughs> before we left, we were talking about the negatives of yes. being alone. We pointed out the anxiety that you could build when you're alone. And also forms of being alone. I know that, Prithigna, there was one interesting point that you brought up in terms of relationships and being alone. Yeah, I think when people think about being lonely, they think, or alone too, they think about, oh, I'm single. So I wanted to differentiate and kind of do a little PSA. You know, how to be alone is not 
quotes, how to be single. Those are two separate things. And I think me and Nala have enough experience to talk about it and delve into how those two are separate things. So Nala, what do you think about, you know, the, the difference between that? I think that to be alone is to know yourself, to be able to be comfortable in your own skin, Mm -hmm. to not be dependent and reliable on those that are around you to still not i didn't mean reliable that was the wrong word to Mm. not be dependent on those around you Mm. to still be able to rely on people but to know that you could also hold yourself up on your two feet i don't think that you need a partner Mm -hmm. in order to feel whole feel whole yeah i think that in fact you are your most whole and your relationship is probably at its most wholesome when the two separate entities know how to be alone yeah so this goes into when i like i was like writing notes and i noted that whole plus a whole equals a half <laughs> this is math wow Wait, and a whole what? plus a half does not equal a whole <laughs> um and it a equals half, a whole and a half yeah it's not a full person it's not two full oh, people wow. it's not it's not complete only a whole and a whole can make two it can make two holes a half of a person a half of a person is just not it's not a whole that's not how ma- in relationships at home that's not how math works that's not how it works anywhere one plus one equals two and that is just simple math and so always just remembering that yeah me plus you is supposed to create this beneficial exactly. experience Mutual, yeah experience but us but like, intertwining yeah. <laughs> each other and like you're saying, giving, putting yeah. in half and knowing each other. Yeah, that's not going to work. You need to be one plus one so you can be two or fish, whatever you want. But listen, <laughs> you can't. That's the only rule that followed. But the other rule that works in math, which is a half plus a half equals one. Yes. That's you don't want to just be one because you're two whole people. You know, this is when you know I only I passed think... basic algebra. <laughs> yeah. You have to see me right now, though. I'm struggling. Listen, I'm like, wait. Thank God this is not a video. You guys can't see me counting with my fingers. Um, but again, it's it's a, it's the idea of like you when you're alone, you have to find yourself at a whole. If you don't love yourself, how are you going to love someone else? Yeah, facts. So if that... you don't know yourself, how do you expect that person to know you? Exactly. Teach you. And why are you going to give your baggage and put it on somebody else's baggage? You know, fix... I think fix your own baggages i was just having this conversation the other day in terms of you having your own baggage so whatever god you have <laughs> built your muscles yeah. for you to carry this baggage love, these bags yeah. were given to you gucci for prada, you to carry Kate gucci prada i don't care hermes i don't care what it is hermes. <laughs> <laughs> i don't care what it is they were given to you for you to carry you've been working out all your life through yeah. all of those experiences so that you could carry these bags yeah. now for you to put them on somebody else for you to say, I don't know how to be without you. I need you. I can't do fix this. Fix me. Fix you. Heal can't, me. Be my therapist. Like, my muscles were only built to carry my bags. Exactly. Like, I'm sorry. My hands are literally full with my stuff. Now I'm here to assist you. I'm here, like literally, <laughs> like a like, personal. You know those assistants in those high end luxury <laughs> stores. Like, can I help you? <laughs> can I help you? Yes, that's so how just, it should be. Yeah, facts. Always remembering, like. If you go and you buy your groceries, yeah. you're not going to give your brother, your sister, all of your groceries. They're going to smack you. Yeah. No, you're going to ask them for help yeah. because this is your responsibility. So just remembering that everybody's muscles were built to deal with the things that they were handed yeah. to them. Yeah. You can't put your well-being on somebody else. Oh, I that think is, that yeah. to not be alone, one of those negatives to not know how to be alone and it comes in a domino effect. Obviously, it's not like this right off the bat. 
is that after a while, you end up putting a lot of yourself onto somebody else. And you begin to expect people to, I don't want to say handle you. But kind of you have these high expectations. Yeah. Yeah. It it becomes a personality trait instead of like, you know, things that you're going through. Don't let bad things or whatever your baggage dictate who you are as a person, therefore dictating your partner or your friend or family. Like, we're here to assist. Everyone should help each other. That's humanity. But we're like, I, I think, think putting emotional heaviness is like the worst kind of burden you can put on someone. Like both, it's supposed to be a give or take. Not one is supposed to have a role. No one like, no one is supposed to be like, I'll be the, I'll be the emotional support, and you can take care of like bringing the bread or whatever. Oh my god, yeah. So. We just forgot to turn on something. <laughs> totally Shiley. wasn't recording. Yeah, anything. I'm glad you remember because I didn't. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I've been trying to record more of our content because I know that a, a couple of our listeners, they'll tune in for like a couple minutes, yeah. either at the beginning or at the end. And they've been expressing that they want some sort of form where they could get more content. Yeah. So I've been trying to record, but yeah. it's just a lot. It's yeah. a lot sometimes. I, I'm I mean, sorry. I'll step it up next time. I'll be in charge of this and remind you. It's just a lot of I've, responsibility. Guys, I had a whole gyro platter and I told Nala like before getting into the station, like once I eat, I cannot function. I'm in a food coma. But I'm I'm waking up because this is some serious ish and we're gonna get into Facts. it. So Again, being alone is not, you know, being lonely. So we can delve so into now, relationships, Nala. Relationships. <laughs> relationships are always one of those sticky topics for me as a woman because I've realized that when you become in a relationship, people don't see you as one yes. anymore. All of a sudden, everything has to do with your significant other, involves your significant other, you're and when you're paired. working so hard to be your own person and to find out the person that you are, it becomes very frustrating when people won't recognize you yeah. as that. You know, when yeah. when your relationship starts to, I don't want to say exemplify, what's the word I'm looking for, um, is the symbol of who you are. Yeah, I embodies. think that embodies who you are. As a woman, a lot of times that's just not the wave. It's, you yeah. know what I mean? And yeah. so another thing that, kind of taking that and tying it into being alone is that when you are single there are times where you you will almost feel like i need somebody so that i'm not alone like yeah, like a checklist for example, you know? yeah so obviously i'm super independent being single is the wave it's libra season so i'm extra like <laughs> i think i'm just trying to be a single icon at this point no just but an icon for all single women like talk about self made (laughs) (laughs) so but then you know when you're single for a long time i feel like after a while too you almost start to think like oh look at how happy everybody is because they are alone but they have that one person person. they have that one person who's just always there so one of the things that i wrote um in terms of kind of combating the negative effects of being alone is to have one selective person, one select person who is your go-to mm-hmm. in terms of when you need to vent, when you want to talk about something. If it's like, yeah, oh my God, I'm losing my mind and I need to, I need to go on a drive. I need a cup of coffee, whatever yeah. it is. Having your one person. Yeah. 
And for a lot of times, that's a significant other. It really is. Someone there unconditionally for you. Yeah, you know, with no envy, no, uh, like you said, yeah. unconditional, no exceptions. And that could be so comforting when you're alone because the only other person that could treat you like that is you. And your dog. And your dog. Your loyal dog. And your parents if you're blessed. Yeah. Because so, <laughs> not everybody has that. And so yeah, I do think, so I'm really like 50-50 about the relationship thing. I think that if it works for you in, in the sense of combating loneliness, then that's cool. Get in a relationship, but don't get in a relationship because you're, that's what you yeah, need. Yeah. Because you feel lonely. You don't need that. You don't if, need yeah. you don't need a relationship to kind of validate your feelings and to validate your time being spent. Yeah. It's supposed to be a plus. Kind of like pick up a book first, see if that's working out for you. you get a, no, adopt a pet or something. Yes. If you want companionship, that's not the right reasons to go into a relationship for. Amen. Companionship. Go, exactly. Yes. If you want like a therapy dog, go get a therapy dog. If you want a therapist, go go find a therapist for free. I'm sure so there's like online situations going on. But I'm just saying, like, there's good and bad reasons to want to get into a relationship. I think it shouldn't being alone, being single should be a choice. Amen it shouldn't be something you're forced to do. And of course, we're not trying to invalidate every all the other single girls out there or any, you know, cuffed girls, women, men, whatever you want to call. Um you are allowed to feel lonely. That happens, but don't force yourself or make your, you know, kind of wire your mind to thinking, oh my God, like, will I ever find someone? Do I, like, mm -hmm. I have my life planned out. I have my job planned out. I have my ambitions planned out. All I need is someone. So it comes to the point where you think your life is like a checklist. And I'm kind of projecting because this is me. Um, when, when all these things are working out for you in other departments, you kind of want to, check that last mark off whether it be a relationship or you know friends of benefits or a job or a friend you kind of want to fulfill that and that's okay but just realize that's not the right reasons to get into it agreed definitely agreed and so that's obviously one of the ways that you could know how to be alone mm -hmm. in the sense of all right you know not to rely on that companionship but you know that if you pick it up, it could help you out. Yeah. Um, also thinking it's obviously 120% okay to be alone. 120%. Yeah. You're I'm, so I'm extra. For it. <laughs> but don't be in the dark 24-7 if you're going to um, be alone, both yeah. physically and like yeah. metaphorically. Mm. Don't always be in the dark. Be aware. Be in light. Be, you know, if, you, if you're going to be alone, then at least be looking at the news Check social media a little bit here and there. Know what's going on yeah. outside, socially, physically, like environmentally, environmentally. Economically. Like, again, what what we said before, we we touched on this, Nala. If you're alone, you have to grow. Being alone, as you defined it, is you growing. Mm -hmm. So you're not gonna grow if you're just gonna be in your bed all day or if you're just cutting people out, like being a toxic person yourself. Yes. You have to grow into someone positive than someone you see yourself. And so another way to grow is to socialize. Like yeah. kind of like I told you, speak to one new person yeah, every day. I was gonna bring that up. Yeah. I, I have not done that. <laughs> <laughs> I just you speak to the same it. people. You should I try. Know, I will. Maybe today. Maybe. It it could be anybody. It could literally like be as small as instead of ordering from the kiosk at Panera, kiosk at Panera, kiosk maybe <laughs> instead of ordering at the kiosk in Panera, 
why don't you have the associate help you? Or I love that. Yeah, it, it could literally be that small scale. Yeah. Um. Also, drinking a lot of water. That just sounds so basic, but that like being look at her thing that as she grabs her thermos, being that asthma though, right? That's what it's called. Being hydrated. I know it sounds hella basic, but when you're full with water you're cutting out all of those toxins. Like, you know, <laughs> it's outside, inside, the, just staying hydrated so that you always have the energy to be on the move. Because yeah. I think that when you're alone all the time and you begin to run the risk of being lonely a lot and forming that sort of anxiety and depression, you drain your energy being so negative. Mm -hmm. And so something as simple as water something as simple as being hydrated could give you just that little bit more of energy you need so that you can step outside and get some light or so that you can decide to walk down the street and get food yeah. instead of ordering in I, yeah i like that you brought those up because these are all healthy habits to change your lifestyle if it was kind of you know poor before you know talking to associates instead of relying on technology and kiosks um giving more of that communication aspect to real people Drinking water, changing your life habits, your what you eat, thing, the things that you put in, whether it's something you can eat, drink, or just energy, you know, surround yourself with good things. And, you know, most of the time, good things will happen in time. It's not going to happen all of a sudden. But I think that's a good point that you brought up, changing your lifestyles. Um, and I don't, I don't, I think we have like some other topics. I think we kind of run our, run its course about relationships. Yeah, but, I know. We're going to take um, a break, and mm -hmm. during RUE, we are going to extend our show to yeah. kind of intertwine the both because this is something entertainment-related, so we're definitely going to get way more into that. Like I said at the beginning of the show, you guys have to tune in because I read some of Thickness material in terms of this episode being alone but not being lonely, yeah. and I am obsessed with some <laughs> of the information that she found. Like, Yeah, they're just quotes from the book that, you know, that started it all, and we're going to talk to you guys on how to be single, not just how to be alone, but we're going to get into how to be single, practicing mindfulness, and yeah, so enjoy this song by 070Shake. 070Shake. 070Shake, honey. I always say zero seven zero, but I mean it is what it is. Oh seventy double seven. I don't know. <laughs> Enjoy the song. It's very Jersey. I love the song. <laughs> Woo! Let's get crazy. In movies, when someone at a party jumps into a pool fully dressed, everyone cheers them on and jumps in too. Just so you know, in real life parties, nobody jumps in after you. You just look stupid. Come on, jump in. Come on. Most party fouls are pretty dumb, but if you decide to drink and drive underage, you could lose your license and your freedom. Learn more at ultimatepartyfoul.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council.